Hello and welcome to another one of our World Cup 2022 breakdowns. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look at Canada. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. TK, how much do you know about Canada? Precious little, I feel. I feel you're going to educate me. Yeah, well, I've mentioned on one of the last ones that I was trying to get some thematic music for each um, country. Now, I don't know what... I don't think that I thought Canadians would like the South Park representation of them. Hmm. Wasn't sure how much they dislike it. We won't be opening up with their version uh, of... Free to say, uh, so I took a chance. No, <laughs> won't be opening up with their version of uh, the Canadian National Anthem. Um, But I will give you some facts about Canada. So in Churchill, Manitoba, nobody locks their doors to their house or cars in case of a polar bear attack. (laughs) Imagine that being a daily worry. So they don't lock their doors? No, in case they have to escape quickly. Right, gotcha, got you. Um, Car thieves, you take that chance. I could get a car. I could get attacked (laughs) by a polar bear. It's a great one for burglars. You just go around robbing people. Take the hit. The heaviest rainfall ever recorded was in Buffalo Gap, Saskatchewan, on May the 30th, 1961, when 25 centimetres fell in less than an hour. That's 10 inches of rain. Blimey. <laughs> I think they're mistaken. They're second most after the Gloucester floods. Well, if you imagine how we would have dealt with that. <laughs> Tewksbury would just no longer be a thing. Um... Hawaiian pizza was actually invented by an Ontario man, not the Hawaiians. Comes from Chatham, Ontario and dates back to 1962. Maybe he came up with that during the rain. Felt pretty sure he had nothing else going on. <laughs> Felt pretty sure it wasn't going to be from Hawaii, that pizza, but I wasn't sure where it was going to be from. You know my thoughts on Hawaiian pizza? Fantastic. Mm. Chewing gum was invented in Toronto back in the 1860s. This is your gaff, this. Hawaiian pizza <laughs> and chewing gum. Smelling bad is illegal in Canada. I'll hold myself up to a joke there. <laughs> Anyone offending a public place with an offending smell could face two years in prison. Judging what I've just walked into in there, you'd be banged up immediately. Good Lord. Um, it is illegal to kill a Sasquatch in British Columbia. Just in case Bigfoot's there, they wanted to protect it. And in terms of... I what a villain you would be, though, if you did finally find it. Well, I had to kill it, obviously. You're running at me. And in case... Um, you have. Have you ever tried poutine? Not sure I have. One of the national dishes of Canada. Fresh cut fries, piping hot gravy, and melty cheese curds. You have me until the curds. It, it, I, I don't even like gravy on chips, so... Chips and gravy is magical combo. Um, magical. A good poutine should have cheese that squeaks. I don't even know what that means. I think I remember Toft having this when we went to Blackpool. Okay. Probably wasn't quite the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know it's popular, but yeah. Cheesy chips and gravy in a kebab shop is probably isn't poutine. (laughs) So anyway, qualification. This is Canada's first time at the World Cup since 1986 and their first time to even reach the final round of qualifying since 98. They had to go through five stages of qualification. A five-team group in the first round that included Aruba, Bermuda, the Cayman Islands and Suriname. How did they come um, through that? Yeah, twenty six uh, plus twenty six goal difference over four games. Um, they then had to go home and away against Haiti, where they won four in aggregate. Not an easy place to go. No. And then final round, 
They had to go into the next round of qualification. Drew one all with America during the first qualifying window. Drew one one with Mexico at the Azteca. And basically showed that they were a bit grittier than people had them down for. They go 11 games unbeaten on this run. Takes them right to the top of the qualifying standings in the octagonal. And then 4-0 win over Jamaica means uh, they didn't only clinch qualification with a game to spare, but they topped the group ahead of Mexico and the USA. Nice. Now, John Herdman, their manager, he's basically got the tag of, you know, the boxing, like you're called a future world champion from the start. He's being called a future Premier League manager. And I don't know if that's a tag we're going to start hearing more often. Yeah, I... I Put on my notes here, so I don't. It feels massively arrogant and like we're the center of the universe here, but this feels like a shot window for him, yeah, in terms of getting another big job. I think we'll see this trend more often in that he's come from the women's game, proved his salt there, yeah, yeah. Um, New Zealand, then went to the Canada women's side, and then just taken over the men's team. There's a feeling the guy that was the old women's, uh, England women's head coach was going to follow that pattern, wasn't there? But he uh, paid to that with his uh, actions. So looking back through their campaign as they did go on, they mixed it up between a three or a four at the back. Essentially, they want to sit deep, defend tight, and then explode on the counter. And as time has gone on through qualification and they started to play to other teams, they do seem to have gone more two or three at the back. So I think that's probably what we can expect them to face up with in the tournament. Essentially, they've got Alfonso Davis out wide they got Buchanan out wide obviously he's obviously not Alfonso Davis and they just want to isolate those two guys so this they got plenty of pace in the team yeah um, so it could be a fun watch just for that if nothing else Jonathan David through the middle recognisable name he was the Arsenal <laughs> he was the Jesus before Jesus yeah let's face it it's a big tournament for him isn't it because yeah. all it takes is a couple of good games here and people will say you're the next guy yeah. you're legit it's a couple of bad games and people will go the opposite way and go, oh, you're just boarding in a farmer's league. Him literally winning the league. Yeah. With Lille's going to be enough. But, but that's that's kind of how fickle we sort of are with the French league, isn't it? Yeah. So, Alfonso Davis, maybe when they're playing the bigger teams, which I guess most teams are bigger teams for them in this tournament. Yeah. yeah. They may play him left wing back, but it feels like they're going to miss out on a lot of I think you've the got good to, things he does. Yeah, you've got to put him further forward in their shoes, haven't they? You're not buying. No, no. Um, he did pull up with a hamstring injury last week. Oh, but they think that. he'll be okay to play. I don't know if it was like a Madison one. Yeah, where like you start to feel someone go, whoa, 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 get me off here. Madison just quit. He just said, no, no, no. It was kind of in the fine print when I was doing some reading through. So the big thing for them is they have no World Cup experience, as we said. They've got some Champions League experience, but when you actually look down the squad, none of it's in their back line. Yeah. So yeah. within their defensive options, they've got four from Montreal, then a sprinkle between Chavez, Hatay Spore, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see that. Ju- drop. Junior Hoylet's still playing. I saw this and I was just <laughs> baffled. There's a career that's gone an interesting path. Belgium, Croatia and Morocco in the group. Tough gig. It's going to be tough. But having said that, you know, if, if you were having a guess, if you were to sort of canvas um, anything online or on TV, if someone was to say a team that's going to be the the upset, as in 
who's going to disappoint of the big teams. I would imagine people are going to be throwing Belgium and Croatia in there. Rightly or wrongly, people are going to. And if that's the case, you'd probably say Canada are probably the guys ready to step up and, and sort of nick the spot. Is it lazy to kind of make the comparison of the sort of like like the Wales? As a group where it's kind of, you've got a couple of outstanding players and the rest it's kind of workman-like, run-of-the-mill, but if they can step up. I guess we've seen them closer, but even like on the international stage, like Bale and Ramsey are like top-tier Champions League players and I don't big see... moment players as well aren't they yeah Alfonso Certainly Davis moment. for as good as he is and he's had some huge moments I mean the performance against Barcelona and the whatever the score mm. was by the end of it when Coutinho came on you saw how ridiculous he is when he can isolate a man he can't do that in in Bale and Ramsey they had a guy who Ramsey isn't going to control a game by smashing into tackles and all of that no. but this might sound so offensive here he was closer to the Lampard midfield type than he was the Gerrard midfield type. Yeah, so people yeah. for a right while... Place, right time, he yeah. was very good at. People for a while tried to push him more to the one side. I mean, he wasn't shy away from a tackle. No, no, but no. But as his career has gone on, he's realised... Push your cross. Yeah. He said, I don't want that work. No. So it was easier to know that you kind of had just guaranteed goals there. Like Bale could, by the end of the group stage... You wouldn't rule out him scoring in every, every yeah. single game. But they know their plan, don't they, is keep it tight, stay in this. One of these two, probably Bale, will get something for us, and give him one chance. Whether Alfonso Davis... Is that guy, or Jonathan or, David. Yeah. But then David, one of the criticisms that... like what I think I was saying about it on the podcast, and we were linked with him, but we were linked with him around the time of Calvert-Lewin and Ollie Watkins. And <laughs> the thing that... Calvert-Lewin in particular had over him was the question marks with David was whether he could play up front on his own. Right. And he's going to be playing up front on his own here and the support also isn't going to be what it would have been at Arsenal or like what it is at Lille or whatever. Um, Because you can't imagine they're going to be too... uh adventurous against Belgium and Croatia for example. The season they won won the league was when Yilmaz came back and just had the season... Yeah, of you don't want to reduce like that's into like a freak, but it's kind of crazy yeah. how they produced, didn't they? And obviously they lose some of those players as well. So I did also see, I've obviously got no knowledge of him prior, but I saw their keeper described as having one gaff a game. And I thought, <laughs> that's a concerning trait to have in a team that's probably, you're probably going to have some work. Well, yeah, to... We aren't prepared, it seems, to have Trent in a team. And it's different <laughs> with a goalkeeper, I know. But if we aren't prepared to have that as England, like we're saying we don't want him starting against Iran. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, you, you sh- shouldn't really be in the So squad, for Canada, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching them. The, the fact that I've got this week off and cannot wait for that. I'm looking forward to seeing all of these teams and just doing the Agreed. reading this week. I'm picking up on the little narratives and some of mm. these. I've I found myself earlier, and we're going to get on to Qatar. Like, I can't wait to see one of their throwing routines. And I'm looking, <laughs> and I, I'm looking. And I was being asked at work, and I mean, you can sound a lot more intelligent. I hope he does the business because at work today, I've gone. I'll tell you what. You want to look out for this Buchanan at Canada. <laughs> <laughs> The junior Hoylet's the one. Like I want to see him. I want to see a moment from him. He's another guy who was being linked with Arsenal once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, all the big clubs have been in for a bit, wouldn't he? But he had that obviously spell at Blackburn. Yeah. Kind of world was at his feet, if you will, and then followed that uh, path now to keep the yard that a few players trod. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. The thing I at least took from everything you read of Canada is they acknowledge their position in international football, but they also, the quotes you see feel like they don't feel they'd do themselves justice if they turned up and stuck 11 men behind the ball and showed yeah. no adventure. Yeah, They're going to give it a go. And Pete Herdman's going to want to try and flex his muscle a little bit as well. If he's being talked up as a coach, I think. Part of the thing with... He sounds like quite a character as well, by the way. Yeah. It'd be interesting to watch Part of the thing with Croatia is we always hear about the kind of golden generation and then usually they retire all at once yeah. and then they come... Yeah. They've still got a couple of like the Mandzukic's and whatever have retired. They've still got like a core of those players in there but they're just old. So yeah. they are the, the prime type in which maybe if they can stay in a game, they may see that their athleticism in the second half can take over. And mm. I do question with teams like that. Once you've got to the final of a major tournament, do you kind of go into this one and you're like, well, we're not going to do that again. Is it hard to climb out again? Yeah. But it, they are... They do seem to perform well at tournaments. Is when is the thing, but yeah, we, I, that's why I say with with Croatia and Belgium, I think that's going to be thrown at them. They're going to look at the age of some of their players. So they're going to go, "You're good, but you are slightly over the hill." I I think Belgium could do a job on them first game, and from there, it's not being too gutted. Saying composed after because thinking that game's a write off because we don't have anything in this tournament, do we? Where like half the third place teams go through. It's pretty cut and dried in this yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. In that the top two go through. You don't through. have to go doing the uh, maths on that one. So it should help in a way that you're going to be, would you say that makes you less conservative? Because there was a thing last time of as much as you wanted a result, you also didn't want to be too advent- adventurous and lose by two or three. And then it probably did change the dynamic a little bit, didn't it? On, everything on those goes things. Out. and took out some of the risk because there's only a couple of groups where the third place didn't get through wasn't there yeah. so I do wonder with the way the fixtures have fallen if it might do them over a little bit because in the if Belgium and Croatia play each other last don't they yeah. if you have a situation whereby they both only need to draw to get through or even if it one team's already through so it means nothing to them they'll probably rest their players and the other team still needs to get something you could end up getting screwed by the fixtures and that I case. was only reading properly today about that um, Germany-Austria game from 82 in, yeah, in yeah. the one that changed all the last place games being played at the same time and it probably it's the type of article that I actually signed up to the Athletic for yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've read this they interviewed the referee from that game no, he was okay. Scottish. I knew, I knew a bit he, about it anyway. He also, he was the fourth official in the game where that um, Schumacher for Germany like murders someone yeah. in the next game and gets away yeah. with it. And he says, he says like 20 minutes in, one of the Germany players got into the final third and they just turned back and passed it to the keeper. <laughs> and he said, I thought, something's going on here. <laughs> and... He said, I finished the game and everyone was telling me what a disgrace I was and I should have been booking players. And he was like, it, they didn't actually break any rules. They broke sportsmanship and everything. Yeah. But there was nothing that I could do because Can't it wasn't even time-wasting to the point where the ball was out of play. He just said every so often, you'd basically kick it to the other team. 
and it would just just go about like that. And he said it was one of the most intimidating atmospheres ever because I've forgotten the team now. The third team that was involved in all this that didn't go through to the next round, all of their fans had packed this stadium because they thought they were going to see their team go through and celebrate yeah. in front of all the other fans. And they were passing money. They were trying to pass money through the cages to the referee just to mock him, saying he'd taken a bribe. Take money and run, son. <laughs> he, he said, 30 minutes in, my primary objective was getting out of here safely. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me. But I'm not sure we're going to get that from uh, Croatia and Belgium this <laughs> time around. But that would be quite something. Desperate times, desperate measures and all that. I mean, there was the one, what was it, 2018? There was a thing in 2018, maybe it wasn't at the tournament, where basically players just sat down for the last like 10 minutes of a game. What's that? Teams needed a draw, basically. They were drawing. They tried to go for it 10 minutes left and they basically yeah, just sat down and the, the one team away. passed between them. And people kind of applauded it then. It's like, oh, why would you <laughs> do anything different? Yeah, how times change. That's weird. Um, but no, any... So you have... Canada, for you, feel like... Wait and see, but you wouldn't be surprised. I think if, if either of... Belgium and Croatia are a bit over the hill, not quite at it. I think Canada are nice, be a nice little one to watch out for maybe uh, any slip up there. Seem an easy one to root for as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. All right, well, these are going to be posted on the feed. There may be another one on the feed now. So just basically take a look at your feed. Something will be on there. We're going to have these posted right up until the World Cup. So there may be two a day, there may be whatever. Just keep an eye out. There's going to be at least one a day. And I'll make a note in the comments as to how many there are going to be. So uh, I like the idea of people waiting around for them, actually, like refreshing their feed, but just so people know. So anyway, you furiously, where is it? Until then, keep an eye out. Enjoy the World Cup.